When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast with Packmaster Ralph W. Basham, MD. And Andy Brant Bernard. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Ryan. Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. So, Andy, you went over and uh, tried to clear out some of the stuff for Grandpa, and there's yep. a lot more to do, huh? Oh, yeah. I took home a whole bunch of stuff, and they got rid of a whole bunch of stuff, and there's still a lot of stuff. Well, how could there be? I mean, there's no room in that place. Where, where are they keeping it? Well, he owned every piece of furniture. Oh, he did? I didn't know that. So all that furniture, yeah, the, uh, the dresser, the bed. A lot of big stuff. He also had a lot of clothes because he never threw away clothes. 
So never... there's, there's clothes there that are probably 30, 40 years old. You brought cl- cl- all of the clothes from Arizona? I believe so. Went, oh, good Lord. Good Lord. That's a just, lot of clothes. My, my sister uh, uh, took care of my uh, mother's uh, uh, personal items after she passed. Took her two days. Two days. She was there. Two, she was there with my, my sister and my brother-in-law, along with two of their friends, went down to this small trailer two days to clear it out. To two get, days. To, to get rid of clothing, stuff, bric-a-brac, <laughs> furniture, just all manner of stuff. And they, you know, they took a third of it to the third of it to the Goodwill, uh, took a, a third of it and maybe they used it in their homes or distributed to uh, family members. And the other third went in the garbage. Ah, this stuff's got to go. <laughs> oh, this has got to go. Into the, so get a dumpster. That's the best first step. I think, Catherine, I think your mom's handling it very well, Andy. The only thing she will not do is she, because uh, there are several people that called last night and wanted to wish her well, and she would not take their calls. She said the only thing that would make her cry uncontrollably is people wishing her well. Mm. <laughs> I said, I understand. Showing sympathy. She's she's too tough an old broad to be <laughs> taking getting anybody's sympathy. Yeah. So just like Toots. Just yeah, Toots, too yeah. tough. Honestly. Speaking of sympathy, uh Bob Franklin just texted in Adam Zimmer just died. He died this morning, yeah. Yeah. It's only thirty thirty eight. Thirty eight years old. Adam Zimmer is the son of Mike Zimmer, the former mm-hmm. head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. They don't have any idea. Why Adam Zimmer died? Thirty-eight looked like he was in great shape. Uh, had a good job. Everything was going for him. Have no idea why uh, he died. No, kind of. I mean, I, I just. Well, I can read you the story that I do have. There's not. There's really not much to it because he just. They don't know why he. Well, maybe they do know why he died. They just haven't released it yet. Do you think that's what it is, Doc? Oh, it might well, be. Of course. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, someone that age, you know, you know, you always worry about the worst. I mean, you worry about that that, that fentanyl, the F word. Yep. I mean, At that age, boy. that is the, I think, number two cause of death. Number, number one, one being probably like accidental, like, you know, car accidents, that sort of thing. Huh. Yeah, that, that's a, Yeah, accidents are much, much, much higher in, uh, <clears throat> Let's see. in children, I know. Well, yeah, children, it's all almost all accidents. And then homicide is actually pretty high up because what else kills a kid? Nothing. Yeah, yeah that's true. Let's see. Leading causes of death and injury by age group. Uh, yeah, number one is unintentional injury. Unintentional injury. So that's an accident. So that would be, yeah, they call overdose. it unintentional injury. I don't know why. Oh. But, uh, yeah, by quite a bit. Well, that's... They worry. I mean, I, you know, you worry, worry about the worst. I know my uh, my uh, nephew that I had, uh, he uh, he passed. He just uh, got too much of the fentanyl one day, and that was that. Yeah. Really? That, it's, not, it's, it's nothing. You stop breathing, you got four minutes, and if you don't start breathing, you Brain are damage, yeah. dead. So. so fentanyl is pretty much in everything now because of this border. We have a, a wide open border in the south, and that's where all that fentanyl's coming oh, sure. through. Any illicit drugs, they want to get a little fentanyl in there so you get a physical addiction to it. Right. You know, you want to get you want to get that in there so, you know, people feeling bad when they stop smoking their ghee or they stop using their hallucinogens or anything that really doesn't have that same uh, level of physical dependency. 
they you know, put that in there, and then when you stop, you get to the shakes, you get, gee, I'm not feeling so good. Maybe if I take another hit off this pipe, yeah. it's got a little uh, yeah. weed and some mostly weed, but you don't know fentanyl. Oh, I feel better. Oh, man, my symptoms, all my withdrawal symptoms went away. You know, and it's just this cycle you get into. And that's it is. And those withdrawal symptoms are rough. That's Ooh. what I understand. Yeah. Ooh. That's what I understand. I, I, I just I really don't. I know that all the, you think all the people crossing the border are going to vote for you. And that's why you leave the border open, because you're going to win elections because they're all going to vote for you. Did you see, by the way, the one group of Spanish speaking people that would never vote for a certain guy? Uh, were Venezuelans. What happened when the Venezuelans tried to cross the border? Oh, well, they were shot. They were turned back. Sent them all back to Venezuela. Every one of them. Because they were going to vote the wrong way. Mm-hmm. This is all about voting. Yes, it is. Our children are dying because you want to win an election. I know. I mean, it's disgusting. Absolutely. Look, I've had it with all these politicians and all the rest of it. And it just... Do they ever tell the truth? Nope. Do they ever tell the truth? Or no? Do they ever tell the? No. Do they ever tell you? They tell you what you want to hear, uh, and then once they get in, they still don't tell you what you want to. Then they then they still don't tell the truth. They never tell the truth, or they never will answer a question, or never will go. If you say they cannot, they will never go on the record as saying anything because then, of course, everybody else is going to hate them because they said something they said an opinion. Well, I mean, I don't know anything about this. And don't blame this on me because it wasn't me that came up with the idea, but I was told by somebody who probably would know. You notice our test scores during COVID were just horrendous. Of course. They were absolutely terrible. But they said it was not only COVID. It was the fact that they've designed our education system now to basically keep people stupid. Well, yeah, of course. You believe that, Andy? 100%. That's what what this this person, and this person would know. They're trying to keep our young people stupid now. So they're going to be talked into anything. Yep, stupid uh, people no, are easy to control. No, yep. not stupid, ignorant. ignorant. Well, yeah, 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 that's a better way to put it. Ignorance right. is, is a lack yeah. of education. Stupidity yeah. is, is really a lack of ability. Uh, yeah, that's and, true. And we're not going to be using that word very long. That's going to be a, uh, that's going to be a triggering word here pretty soon. So, so you know, and we, all have di- we all have different intellectual skill sets. Some people are much smarter at some things than others, and, and no one wants to accept that. No one, want, no one just in their life would want to accept that. I can't write and I can't read very well at all, but I've been able to uh, do a little math and learn a little chemistry, and that's what got me along. But it's, it, I, that's a, a real thing, and it's, we are not all created equal. No, we're, we're created not. to have the same rights, but we're not created equal, unfortunately. But I have a question for you. Do we really want the dumbest of the dumb or the most uneducated of us all making the choice as who's runs this country? Well, that's but that's what they're trying to they, they realize I know. that they really, if you can be you can be inflammatory to those people and those people will react to that sort of thing. They believe any of they all of it. They believe every bit of it. Yeah. Well, Germany was I don't know if Germany was well educated, but man, they sort of they bought into the uh, anti-Semitic piece of uh, the whole thing and uh, you know, got those got the uh, Nationalists in, into power, and what were the, what were the Republic? What, were they, what was the name of the the Nazi Party? National Socialist. Mm. National Socialist. Well, they wouldn't be socialist. They didn't like. They hated communists. So that yeah, no, they were the, called the, the National Socialists. The National Socialists. Yeah. yeah. So they b- b- voted them right in because I think the people were ignorant and accepted the fact that all the propaganda. That's where the word Nazi comes from. Nazi and all socialist. No, Nazi, Nazi and all yep. socialist. Yeah. Yeah. What's with they the Z? They didn't respond. They didn't refer to themselves as Nazis. No. <laughs> they, that was a new thing. Okay. 
So it really meant nothing when they started being called Nazis? It really didn't mean anything? Yeah, it would be like calling someone a national. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. They, so where did the swastika come in? That is an old, old symbol. Yeah. Um, it's Egyptian, Buddhism. It? Uh, it's been around for, I think, since recorded history. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know why they decided to use that particular one. But, hmm. I mean, who knows why anyone uses any symbol, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, some, some, somebody in authority uh, said... Hey, this looks like a good one. Yeah, they pretty point, much. They point, uh, this looks like a good one. Doesn't look like, like anything else. Let's get this nice one. Nice and uh, symmetrical. You know, can't go wrong. Well, and it's really easy to do, too. Anybody can go, and then, really, really easy to draw that bad boy. And it's still it's still used prevalently in Mongolian kind of fabrics and things like that. Right. So India, it's used everywhere. Uh, it's used all over the place in Asia, especially Southeast Asia. So, what is the actual name? Because it's not the Nazi symbol there. What's it? What is it called there? Or what's it? Rep- what's it represent? Or is it? Is or it what a- does it represent? Yeah, it's a better way to put it. Well, the swastika has a, It's a got different names in every language. Right. But that swastika is the original name for it. Sanskrit. Oh, Sanskrit. that's a Sanskrit word. Sanskrit. Yep. I don't know what the Germans. I don't know if they even called it a swastika or not. But yeah, that is the. Uh, the oldest word we know of it. So and so it's it's it, I would guess I would guess since it's used all over it's good luck good fortune, uh, good uh, health yeah, or some good prosperity and good luck. There you go. And I was watching a TV show the other. There's like nothing on television at all. I'm I'm awake at like three thirty in the morning. I'm like oh god. So I started watching the Travel Channel. Yeah. And there was a thing on there about uh, about uh, ancient history. Uh, it was, no, it might have been the History Channel. It was not the Travel Channel. It was hist- I watched a lot of the History Channel and the Travel Channel. Yeah. They're good channels, right? And they basically say that in Andy's lifetime, not necessarily your and my lifetime, but in Andy's lifetime, the third and worst uh, world leader will come along in Andy's lifetime. The number one they talked about was Napoleon. They thought he okay. was a horrible leader. Because, you know, getting throwing people under the bus and people getting killed and mismanagement and the whole deal. And then, of course, Hitler came along. Did you know, by the Napoleon way, that... Hitler? What's that? I don't know. What about, like, Attila the Hun or Caligula? Well, yeah. Or, I, I would have to agree with you on or, that one. There's, pl- there's been plenty of bad leaders. Chairman Mao. Chairman yeah, Mao. exactly. Pol well, Pot, could. Joseph Stalin. It, just in the past century, there's been plenty of bad leaders. But we're going to get the really worst one now. <clears throat> The reason Hitler popped in there was because of Nostradamus, because he referred to this bad guy coming on whose name was Hister, H-I-S-T-E-R. That's why they, they said, oh, he must have meant Hitler, not Hister. So, so maybe, maybe we are going to get our Hister. Yeah, maybe someone's – don't yeah. name your kid Hister. He's going to become a, apparently the worst leader ever born. The worst of all time. He's Anyone out there having the a kid, don't, don't pick Hister. I suppose that's true. What are you going to do? But I just, I honest to God, we just keep going along. And I literally decided, and I, I, I just, I guess I discovered this a couple of days ago. I don't like to watch the news because it's all lies. And it's all lies on both sides. I don't care if it's CNN or Fox. They both lie their ass off. Yep. But the biggest problem I have is I don't like those news anchors. I literally cannot name one news anchor from either Fox or CNN that I like. Yeah, they all are a little pompous and oh, a little full of themselves. Yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And they try to be funny, and they're not funny in the least. <laughs> when anybody tries to be funny, they're never funny. That's just how it goes. Well, they should get maybe, maybe they should get a writer. 
Yeah, Maybe well, they should get some writers. But they, they're trying to ad lib, though. Oh, so they're going to ad lib, man. But what you got over on Fox is you got all the people trying to be really charming and funny. And then over on CNN, you got the the mournfully sad face. That's what they got over on CNN. <laughs> I mean, it's like, Jesus, why don't you put on a bigger act, for God's sake? How about serving the people? Did anybody hear that? Let's serve the people, let's shall gi- we? Let's give them the information they need so they can make the good decisions for themselves rather than all your opinion and your dour looks and your uh, fake happiness. Oh, they do love those looks, don't they? Oh, yeah, they just, oh, just, oh. Oh, I'm just so serious. I'm just so serious. So I feel do- so bad. I feel so bad for, for all the people that are downtrodden and everything. And we have to help you, and we will. Indeed. So, what do you guys think of Elon Musk buying Twitter, and now he's going to charge people for uh, the blue the blue check? You Good. See that? Anything that kills Twitter. <laughs> you want him to kill Twitter? I think it's gonna. No, you think he will kill Twitter? If he charges for the blue check, my God, that'll be one step on killing Twitter. Forty billion dollar loss if you, if it goes under 40 billion dollar write-off you mean well that's a good way yeah. to put it so he would have a 44 billion dollar write-off if it goes under do you think he's did that for that very reason it's entirely possible God. because when you make that much money you take home almost none of it because the taxes are so high that's true so write-offs often can be more valuable than actual income God, yes. that's just so amazing. He, yeah, so they, so I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not a, a, a Twitter devotee. But what is this blue check? Well, it used to be um, a way to verify that a person is actually who they say they are. Yes. So it's like if you made a Twitter account, you know, at Dr. Ralph Basham yeah. or whatever, no one would have any way of knowing if it was you or an imposter. Oh, right, right. So what you would do is you would contact Twitter and offer them proof that you are who you say you are, and then they give you a blue check. So then people would know, oh, blue check means this is the real Ralph Basham. Oh, yeah, and, and, and all, the, all the bots get a blue check. Well, that's the thing is <laughs> very, very quickly uh. it became weaponized. So people that Twitter didn't like didn't get blue checks, and people that they did like got blue checks. So it became a way to mark basically the faithful. So the original theory behind it was sound, you know, making sure people aren't following someone who is an imposter. But now it's just a way to, yeah, it's basically a brand. So they use it for their own benefit. Yep. And the idea of charging for it, it perpetuates the idea that it's supposed to be like some sort of, you know, holy relic or something. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to charge. I don't, I don't think that's a good idea at all. But he's going to charge a hundred bucks a year. I think it's eight bucks a month, something that like that. I mean, it doesn't really make sense if it's supposed to be verification of your person. Then that's right. Why well, are you? What are you paying for? Yeah, then every bot would have the blue check. <clears throat> yeah, if you can just it's, buy it, that doesn't yeah. make any sense at all. Yeah. So. No, it doesn't. But uh, I think it's been a desirable, you know, status mark for so long. That the theory is that people will pay for it, and I think he's right. It's like people who play these freemium games on their phone, and they're like, "Oh, uh, well, it's just fifty bucks for you know a upgraded hat for my avatar," and they'll buy the hat because it's the <laughs> cool new hat. Oh God! Really? Look into Team Fortress Two. You'll go insane. Really? <laughs> Upgrade my hat. You have to play Team Fortress Two, and over time, you'll get crates. And in order to unlock these crates, you need to buy keys with real money. You unlock the what? crate, and what's inside is random, but it's usually a hat. 
And I'm not making that up. It's usually a hat. <laughs> but there are rarer hats. They're called unusual hats. Oh, God. And people will pay hundreds or thousands of dollars for the rarest of these hats, and they do literally nothing. And, and it, it, can you resell them? Is there um, any real value to them? You, I think you can, yes. But you can't legally sell them for money. People do it anyway. Oh. But, I mean, the problem is people are paying... Because it's like a casino. It's designed so that you put in more money than the thing is worth. Because otherwise the game company doesn't make any money. Why would people do that? People? Uh, people I don't know. It's a status symbol, like I said. They, oh, uh, they want to be like, you join a server, you got the rarest of the rare hats, and everyone's like, oh, wow, nice hat. You're cool. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's part, being part of that tribe. Yep, and exactly. And then you are getting status within that tribe. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you have... It is. Uh, well, I mean, why else? A, why, why do people wear gigantic, you know, gold rings? And yeah. why yeah, do yeah, people yeah. buy ten thousand dollars suits? It's the same thing. It's status in that group. Yeah, very well. It's exactly right, Andy. You're absolutely right. I think that's it. You wear those long things, and uh, I want to compliment you on your giant gold chain, Andy. Yes, yeah, he's got his gold <laughs> chain on today. Yeah. Well, it's actually brass, but if <laughs> <laughs> and it's fake brass. Yeah, if, that. If, if you look at my neck, it's all green from. Mm. From from the sweat and the so breath. So, what does that do for your brain? Somehow, it must make your brain oh, sure. feel better. It's a sense of belonging and a sense of power. Oh, I think. Yeah, well, really? And that's the reason people buy jewelry. It makes you feel better. And yeah, that's, true. That's a lot of people raise on debtors to have this jewelry. Many of the uh, rappers and many many people who uh, dress in that style have this unbelievable amount of. Uh, money invested in these watches. It's a display of wealth. Change, yeah. It's a display yeah, of wealth. That's true. And, and, and yeah, it's a display of wealth. Look at me. But I, re- I also wonder if it's a display of, come on, try to get this from me. I'm so tough. Probably, yes. Yeah, that's a good well, point. Well, why do you think emperors invariably built these massive gold and marble palaces? It's like saying, look what I have and look what you don't have. Yeah. And if you want to try to get it, you're going to die. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Cast, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Tom here with my good friend, CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, I was out in Maple Grove the other day, saw your new branch that's under construction. It's looking great. Thanks, Tommy. We're very excited to open our new Maple Grove branch in the Arbor Lakes area later this year. Well, the way I do math, that's the sixth North American Banking Company, and you only have five fingers. How'd you get to six? I used my computer. <laughs> we better not ad-lib. All right, we won't ad-lib. Never mind. People will... Well, well, you're not mean. that good at it. Oh, yes, yeah, that's true. That's, right you know, right. we have locations in Roseville, 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, and Shoreview. One thing I like about being a North American Banking Company customer is I can do a lot of my banking online or on your mobile app, but sometimes it helps to go in and talk to one of your friendly bankers in person. Everybody loves when you visit, Tommy. We hope to see you in Maple Grove soon. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. 
You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Yep, exactly. And that is why Tim Lammers loves to wear gold chains all the time. Well, it's Tim, like Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins? Does he wear yeah, gold did, chains? Did, did, haven't you seen a picture of him after the... Uh, what game did they win on the road? A couple of weeks ago. He was on the plane and he was wearing, like, oh. bling. <laughs> of course he was. Well, he makes $35 oh, million yeah. a year to do nothing. Oh, wow. Nothing. That is uh, some pretty... It doesn't look gold. It looks like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just maybe it's not gold, but it's bling. Actually, you know what? I think <laughs> I think it doesn't look like gold because it is so densely encrusted with diamonds that you can't see the gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Christian Derisaw's custom chain, apparently. Oh, so it's not him. Whoever Christian Derisaw is. Oh, no, it is. could be a designer. No, it's a designer, I think. No, is no, it? no. He's on the Vikings. Oh, is he? He's a... Tackle or something? Never or, even uh, heard of them, huh? Well, you know, they, they these teams change so much, much from year to year. Yeah, they do. Okay, uh, Christian Darius, uh, uh seventh uh, offensive tackle, drafted by the Vikings, the first round. Uh, when the hell? What, 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 uh, he was just it? drafted. Where's he getting the money for this football? Good question. Signing uh, bonus? I don't know. Well, I mean, Christian Derrissaw's contract is worth $13 million, $3.3 million a year. So I would say he's got the money. Well, it depends on how big that chain, how heavy it is and everything like that. I mean, that Derrissaw starts adding up. apparently will not say how much it was. Yeah. This could mm. be a loaner, too. I remember one year uh. Uh, Sharon Stone loaned out a, a really expensive necklace from somewhere. And I don't know if there was a big controversy about where it went after the Oscars or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, these things do go on loan. It's possible, but, God, why would yeah, who, you want to who's the, loan? Who, who's the jeweler that would – who, Who's the jeweler who would um, put who, – who would donate a lot of the jewelry? Uh, Henry oh, – yeah. is it Henry – <clears throat> well, whatever. I mean, there's one that they donate for the uh, for the red carpet, and everybody sees it. Oh, so and so has this. Oh, I'm going to go buy that because it's so nice. No, just where you, in this day and age, where are you going to wear it without getting hit on the head? Well, here it is, right here. Sharon Stone in the house of Harry Winston. Harry Winston. Right. Harry I don't Winston. know what year this was. Uh, they settled the actress's twelve million dollar lawsuit against the jeweler. Stone filed the lawsuit after she was ordered to return a $400,000 diamond necklace, which the jeweler says was loaned during the promotional tour for a 1993 film, Sliver, which she claims was given to her as a gift. Ooh. Yeah, $400,000 diamond necklace. Yeah, well, how much is advertising worth? So, yeah, so what I'm saying is these things are loaned out. Oh, they're loaned out or they're given. I mean, so many of the celebrities don't pay for any anything. No. 
because no. they just want to see people around. I mean, they, you know, you went to, at one time, Paris Hilton, you want to show up at the party? She got her taste. She got her $20,000. She showed up at a party for 10, 15 minutes yep. and then uh, walked away. Oh, but she was at that party and everybody, oh, everybody got to see Paris Hilton. No, mm-hmm. I got a photo with her. Blah, blah, blah. You know, just it, not that it's bad. It's all but publicity. It's, it's all good publicity. publicity for them. Yeah. Yep. It's disgusting. It is. But that's the way it works. That people want to see. Certain celebrities at certain pay. What, what do you think the Kardashians pay for anything? No, God, no. and they got it all mapped out too. Yeah. Now look, the other day, it, because she showed up in a Mystique outfit for uh, in X Men, which is this blue-skinned creature with scales, or not creature, it's a woman, uh, and she didn't know that it wasn't a costume party. So naturally, she got tons of pictures taken because she accidentally showed up with this outfit. Oh, yeah, it's bet. all mapped out. It's I all publicity. Bet. It is. So stupid. You're right. It's a good thing because now we've covered the news, we've covered Hollywood, and this is part of Hollywood, but it's a good thing the TV is real. I'm getting a little afraid for movie theaters, Timmy, because <laughs> yeah. everything goes to streaming directly now. Uh, what are movie theaters going to do? Jesus. Yeah, well, certainly they, they are, they're what they're banking on, and it's very, very unrealistic, is that the Top Gun Maverick is going to come along and save them. Well... You know, that had a good long run in theaters, but that's one movie this year that was able to do that for them. Yeah. I mean, the Marvel movies aren't quite bringing in the, the money that they used to. Um, Black Adam, I don't know what it did last weekend, but, you know, it opened with $60 million. Well, you know what? Tom Cruise opened Maverick with 150 and yeah. it became, you know, a, maybe a multi-billion dollar movie worldwide. So they just don't have the staying power that they used to. So, yeah, I I do think they're in trouble in that respect. I mean, and the unfortunate thing is, is that there's Hollywood is still with the mindset that, you know, the the, the superhero movies are the ones that are going to bring, you know, billions of dollars to our coffers. Right. So they're just going to keep repeating and putting out the same damn thing over and over and over again. And at some point, audiences are just going to get tired of it. I am. I'm tired of the Marvel kind of stuff. I am, too. I am, too. Look, I mean, Black Adam was a good movie. It was entertaining. Critics ripped on it, which meant generally that audiences loved it. Uh, I didn't love it, but I thought it was entertaining. I know what The Rock is trying to achieve. He doesn't have an agenda. His only agenda is to entertain. And I suspect that's why critics didn't like it, because it didn't have an agenda. Um, But either way, I mean, you know to open with 125 150 million worldwide he's still not going to produce those numbers that top gun maverick did i think top gun maverick just set a lot of uh unrealistic expectations for the future of movies at least here in the this year and then and maybe the next year i don't know what else is coming out that people are going to go to theaters and droves for i just don't know it was it was it was in the, the black adam that was the halloween weekend were there any of the horror movies? Were they successful? Well, Black Adam came out two weeks ago. Again, okay. I don't know how it did last weekend, but there was one Halloween. There was a scary movie that came out that wasn't even on the screening schedule. So, you know, the the the, the general feeling is Halloween movies are going to, or scary movies, excuse me, are going to do great the first week, no matter what critics say. And then the box office drops off tremendously. 
now Halloween ends sucks. I mean, it's a terrible third film and a terrible <laughs> way to wrap up that new trilogy. But it opened still forty million, which is about a fifteen shy of what the estimate was. Oh, that's not it's good. It's business. It's business in week two. Now you got to remember, this is October. Dropped eighty percent in oh. theaters. Oh, God. Now, generally, the big pictures like that, they might drop fifty or sixty. For sure, they're going to lose you know, half of their business, but 80%. Now, having said that, this is probably part of a strategy thing because Halloween ends debuted simultaneously on the Peacock Network, which I mentioned during the review on KQ, Tom. It's like there, there has to be some sort of advertising thing in place where they're going to recoup whatever money they're not going to make in theaters are going to recoup on advertising revenue on their streamer. Yeah. Because that's the way Peacock works. Well, because so, they, they're ad-based. Well, how long are the theaters going to bleed before they start dropping? I mean, this can't go on. There's a time limit on how much, how, many, how long you're running the red before you do And I can't imagine I'm not running in the red right now. No. No. I mean, and we thought this was over with once the pandemic was, quote-unquote, over. Now, having said that... Um, you know, I don't know how you feel about this. I'm sure, Ralph, you figure, hell, with the cold and flu season back, COVID cases are going to go up. You well, know? Everything's going to go up. Well, not, 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 you know, and not to the point maybe where they're going to have a shutdown, but certainly it's going to make people more paranoid about going to those gathering places like movie theaters to see a movie over the winter months. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I mean, as long as you got these big chains, I mean, the, the, the nature of the business is going to have to change. The, and I don't think it's going to, but, you know, the, the, the studios are going to have to allow the theaters to keep a little bit more on those ticket sales because generally they take a lot of money out of those ticket sales. And, and again, it gets right back to the heart of why people bitch about going to the theaters. Oh, the concessions, you know, it's five dollars for this pop. Well, guess what? That's the only way they're going to pay their people. Yes. That's the only way they're going to keep the lights on. I don't ever complain about concessions. It's up to me whether I want to buy them or not. Okay? And if I'm going to buy them, I know that this is the way it works. These people need to pay their employees. They need to keep the lights on. Tons of overhead. So they got to charge a lot of money for that stuff. Maybe they should just go $20 uh, entry and as much popcorn as you can eat. <laughs> Oh, you can eat well, popcorn. Look, and, yeah. yeah, you give them free popcorn because you know that you're going to want a pop to go with that popcorn. There you go. That's yeah, where the movie yeah. theaters are making all their money. Yeah. It's not from admission. Yeah, it's from the absolutely. popcorn. It's from mm -hmm. the popcorn. Yep. And, and the two things that are very inexpensive to serve up are popcorn and soft drinks. Yep. There's not a lot of money goes into those. No, no, that's true. Not at all. Not at all. But again, I have never, you know, cussed the theaters out for charging what, you know, is a whatever money they need to charge to keep the doors open. I, I, I totally am supportive in that way. In fact, I probably go out of my way to get concessions because I know that's how the business works. Yeah, that's exactly right. I love going to the movie theater. I really do. And as you know, uh, Michelle Mann got together with her brother and the family and they reopened the Adina Theater, redid the interior. It's absolutely beautiful. So, I mean, I, I look... Uh, uh, Starting right now, I love going to the movie theaters until about next May or June, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a good time for movie going, certainly. I mean, you know, not too many people are going to spend their their days outside or nights outside. So, again, that it's just the nature of things. I mean, the fall and, the you know, my wife has had COVID already. I actually got my booster, mm-hmm. um, which made me sick for a weekend. But I, you know, I got that over with. Um, but it's coming back, man. You know, unfortunately, it's coming. And uh, it's gonna it's gonna hurt the theaters even more this this year again, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, it kind of looks like it. So is it coming again? Is COVID coming back again, Big Doc? Uh, of course, all these things, all these respiratory diseases come back in the fall because all the kids are back in school and they're right. and they're filthy, and they're just, just oh, they're <laughs> just caught off. Oh, these, these elementary school, these grade school kids are just awful. You know they. They just don't have proper hygiene. No, they don't. It's just based on maturity. Well, and and, and to, you know, add on to your point, Ralph, my wife, who is a teacher, and about five, six colleagues of her all got COVID at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Just a few weeks ago. Yeah, some kid rolls in and he starts, they cough a couple times, and boom, everybody's got it that fast. It's just. (laughs) You might as well just put the white flag up right away and then blow your nose with it. Well, last Christmas, you know, the, the, the grandkids came over. You know, and they sneeze. They don't get their hand over the face, and they sneeze right in your face. Well, mm-hmm. you yeah. bought it. You yep. bought, you know. See, I don't remember being that sick as a kid. Did I get colds a lot as a kid? No, not really. Yeah, I didn't think so. Well, you get, you get a couple colds, but you spread it around. When you got one, the one you got, you spread it around. Well, but I mean, like, I barely ever remember getting colds as a kid. I did wash my hands a lot. I've always washed my hands a lot. So that helps. And I've always, yeah, covering your sneeze, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah ever since I was very young. Okay. But a lot of kids don't. That is true. <laughs> they don't ever. Ethan has already had two and, uh, colds, and he's not even a year old. I was at a convenience, convenience store where I bought something, and I got a few things. I forget a pop and whatever. And this dude, but you know how you do the thing where you get air in the bag, where you go, you kind of, with both your arms, you go, poof. Yeah, bag. You get air in a plastic bag. He did that, and he sneezed at the same time, mm. right into the bag. And what does he do? Doesn't get enough in another bag. He just grabs everything and puts it in the bag. Oh God! <laughs> now I didn't find any snot on my stuff. Good. That, you, don't need, you don't need a. You don't need snot. No, to, you to don't. Spread it. Thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. People are they're, they're kind of careless. I think probably for a while they were very cautious about that sort of thing. But you know, going out in public, man, everybody's partying like it's 1999 again, where COVID never yeah. existed, and uh, it's going to come back to bite people in the ass. That's all I can say. Let's pray that not in a bad, bad sort of way. But you know, look, my wife was down for the count for about a week. Yeah. Really? You know? Yeah. I was. Yeah. It was pretty bad for about three days although this most recent cold i had a couple months ago was worse oh i don't yeah. know not good man it, it's it, it, well and even if you wear the masks if you're in korea it's still not good because because they had that the big crush of people yep. uh in seoul yes they did hundred thousand oh, people trying to get out in down some alley into a street and 150 over 150 people were died, got killed. Got yep. trampled. Got yeah. trampled and stuff on. So, so if, if one thing doesn't get you, something else will. And they were all wearing masks. I was thinking, okay, well, COVID didn't get you. I think no. there were a couple of folks from the U.S. that were there that died, unfortunately. Really? Well, you, 
you want to be around crowds, you have, you know, you run yep, always uh, run the big giant crowds like that. You run that risk, and you run the risk of getting COVID and whatever whatever else is floating around. You know, what's amazing to me is I got it uh, about a year ago. I was at a big gathering, tons of people around, all the rest of it, and I'm talking to this person, and I had gotten the vaccination, I had gotten yeah. boosted, I got the whole deal. I go down, I'm sitting there, and this person who had been drinking way too much came over and started talking to me and laughed and accidentally spit in my face. That, that, that kind of, you know, that laugh. Well, three days later, I got COVID. And I, I had somebody call me from the company and say, well, what, what, how'd you get COVID? I said, this person spit in my face accidentally. They said, well, she doesn't have COVID. I said, you really don't know how it's passed along, do you? She could have been kissing somebody out front, you know, kiss somebody hello, and they could have COVID. The fact that she kissed him and then spit in my face gave me COVID. And some and some people don't go positive. I mean, so. I know they just don't get it, do they? They have no true. idea how this stuff is spread, do they? Melissa had a really, really bad cold like three years ago. I never got it. It was like the worst cold she's ever had, and I didn't get it at all. So See, it's like somehow you just don't get things sometimes, and no one knows why. Yeah, well, same thing with me. I mean, I got my shot after my wife had COVID. So I was with her. I'm sleeping next to her. You know, she's just up hacking up a lung every night, and, you know, she can't talk. She said she had all these. She wasn't sick, sick, but, you know, enough for me. You know, certainly I, I just kind of like I, I raised the white flag. I thought, okay, well, I'm going to get it, and I never got it. You know, so it is weird how some people – it, it 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 avoided me basically everybody in the house you know nobody else got it except for her the angel of covid passed over yep, you exactly yeah the angel of covid <laughs> the angel of smeared some vaccine over my door <laughs> the biggest problem that i have with that whole thing is and it's not just covid it's it's everything that people do get sick some people die there's no question about that but there is such a focus on making money of oh, other sure. people's uh-huh. misery it's disgusting well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I heard Pfizer was going to start charging oh, yeah. for COVID vaccine. Yep, they are. Okay, how does how does that happen? I don't know. Well, someone else. Now look, pay. I mean, one way or the other, you're going to get whacked, right? Yep. Okay. Well, the government it's free through the government, which means we're paying for it. Yeah. So I mean, one way or the other, we're 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 getting charged in some sort of way. But how a a, a multi-billion-dollar pharmaceutical could be allowed to, to charge for this is, is really crazy to me well you, no wait a second you have to you know then you're going to start going well how can they charge for medicines how can they charge for other immunizations like tetanus and the, so you, well, I get and where, it. where, I get where it. do you draw that line i mean this this is a, this is a disease that we happen to know about happen to have a, 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 a treatment for or not treatment not only treatment but an immunization for so really you know uh, you know you can't you gotta that's you're getting a little liberal on me here that's well, look, look I, I understand what you're saying, Ralph, but here's the thing. This is we're, we're talking about a major worldwide health crisis two years ago. So all of a sudden, what, where did we cross that line where, OK, uh, and now look, I, I'll pay for it if I have to. All right. I, I'm not complaining about that, you know, but if you want to get everybody immunized, what a way to. Uh, this I don't know what's the word I'm looking for not incentivize but decentivize or whatever people from not getting the shot they can just simply say well I can't afford it 
And there's yeah. their excuse. Yeah, well. I don't know. It just seems it's too soon for them to start charging for something like this. I get it. But look, who charges to give you a flu shot? And how long has that been around? You know, nobody charges for a flu shot. No, they're all free now. The, yeah. I think they bill your insurance. There's some sort of re- reimbursement oh, for that. The insurance companies want you to have the flu shot because it really reflects on their bottom line with having less disease and less less uh, complications from the flu. Sure. So, sure. so the, but the insurance companies are kicking in on that. So that has to leave apparently. Uh-huh. Well, I, I, that's why whispers so you wouldn't announce it. <laughs> well, but the problem is Tim has to leave too. I oh, have no. to leave. Tim has yes. To leave right uh, now. It, just a quick plug, Ola. Uh, Thursday. Oh, wait a minute, Tommy. You're gonna like this. Oh, I can call him back. Then. He doesn't have his uh, headphones on. So there you go. So wait a minute. What time do you have to leave? Right now. I... Wait. He didn't just drop, did he? Timmy. Oh, me? Oh no. no I'm okay. Here. I, I got to leave right now. But Thursday, I'm gonna review Weird, the Al Yankovic story, starring Daniel Radcliffe. Why do you have to leave? I don't like that. Well, I have uh, to get somebody to an appointment. So. Oh, you do. The reason yeah. I don't want, didn't want you to leave, they just named the, the best 10 horror films, of the top 10 horror films of all time, and you're not going to be around to vote. Uh, well, okay, I got four minutes. I can do four minutes. What do you, what well, do you I'll got? do the whole list in four minutes. Okay, you ready? All right. We're going to vote right. on this. Number 10 is Hereditary. I thought it was really good. Never even seen yep. it. Yep. Okay, so... Ralphie, any no. vote? I don't think no. Ralph will have seen any of these, and I don't think Ralph I will have either. Is Psycho on the list? We're going to find out. Okay, yeah, I have go. a feeling number one's got to be like Psycho or Dracula or something like that. Number nine, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nah. Scary. It's not even it's really disturbing. scary. It's no, disturbing. It's, it's disturbing. Yeah, it's, it's just gross. Number eight, Dawn of the Dead. That one I can yeah. get behind. Yeah. I like that. I like All that. All right. Number seven would be, ladies and gentlemen, uh, get Out. Nope. That movie no. was terrible. It's Very just overrated. Bad. It's I, I think really it's a clever overrated. idea, but it, it's overrated, and I don't know if it's completely original either. Not this, as original as people think it is. This next one I've never even heard of. What is Inside? Inside. I haven't heard of it either. From 2007, Inside is the name of the movie. Inside is a slasher. Oh, it's and it's no. a French slasher. No wonder I've never heard of it. I don't like slasher films. Okay, we'll go with the top five because we've got two more minutes with Timmy. Number five would be Halloween. I'd rate that higher, actually. Yeah, Halloween's pretty good. As, really good. You know, far as horror movies go. 1973, number four is Don't Look Now. What is that? 1970 what? Don't Look Now from 1973. 1973, Don't, I don't, don't Look I don't Now. I don't remember that one. Let's see here. Oh, it's another foreign film. It's Italian. Oh, there you go. Oh, it's that. They got to show how hoity toity there are. <laughs> yeah, oh, it had Donald go. Sutherland in it. Oh, I like Donald Sutherland. I like Julie him. Christie. Oh. Julie Christie's in it? Oh, it's okay. not even. It's not a horror movie. It's about basically a couple loses a child and they're all sad about it. Which well, I guess is a form of horror, but I guess, it's not really yeah. what you Real think of when horror. you think horror movie. Here yeah. we go with the top three. The Ring is number three. Meh. I thought it was lame. Ralphie asked, and here it is. Number two is Psycho. Yeah, yeah. you knew that would be on there from 1960. And if you can't guess what number one is, then you need to get the hell out. I mean, there's a lot. That could, all those Hammer films, Dracula, Frankenstein. Well, I know, no, this one always The Exorcist. You got yeah. it. The okay. Exorcist yeah. is the I'll number give it one. I'll give it that. You know what's interesting about it? No Shining on there. I thought The Shining would be on there. Yeah, The Shining's not Shining, on there. I don't know if I'd call that a horror movie. It's more like a psychological thriller. Oh. You know what's rather upsetting? 
Next year, The Exorcist is going to be 50 years old. 50. I don't Can you imagine it. all the hoopla 50. around that? I can't God. believe that movie is that old. 14 years older than me. Holy God. All right, Timmy, I know you got to go. Back. It's coming back as limited series, by the way. Oh, no, 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 another movie. Another movie. The Exorcist? Yeah, with oh. Ellen Burstyn. That's I don't think, a bad idea. I don't idea. think uh, Linda Blair is involved, though, which seems like... Is there being they're doing her a disservice? I mean, come on, man, that was that was the role that it was her that really made the movie. And that was the only movie she, work she got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so, yeah, they're making anyway, yeah, the Exorcist uh, yeah, so Weird on Thursday with Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al Yankovic. Man, can't wait to talk about it. All right, Timmy, we'll close with when the Exorcist came out in my neighborhood. Everybody <laughs> I knew, the dog, Lyle Johnson, all my buddies. Every time somebody said something smart ass to him, they'd look at him and go. Lick me! <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. I've only seen it once, age 14. Uh, there you uh, go. It was the sanitized version on CBS. Oh, And God. it still scared the living hell out oh, yeah. On CBS, what was it, 20 minutes long? <laughs> yeah, about really. It. All right, Jimmy, get the hell out of here. See you later. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Casts, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Ryan. Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. 
I don't the extra the remaking the Exorcist. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like there's no idea? way it can be received well because it's such a classic that everyone basically universally and, loves. It's you can't. It's like trying to remake Gone with the Wind. It just wouldn't work. It's and it's there's just so such uh, subject matter in it that it, people are not going to tolerate. You I know mean, that I've never seen that movie, Gone with the Wind. Yeah, I've never seen. It's I've never seen fine. one minute of it. Interesting. It's well done in a variety of ways because the beginning of it, the first three lines of it are uh, quitting time. See, there's, a, there's the scene is there's a bunch of slaves in the field. Sun's going down. One of the slaves says, "Quitting time." And the other slave says, I'm the one that says when it's quitting time, because he was the boss of the, the group. Oh, okay. And he immediately says, quitting time. And what that did, that sets the scene, the tone for the entire movie, because the lead character is that's what she does. She wants the life the way she wants it. And that, and it just sets up. It's very, very interesting and very well done. I, now, that was back own, when the directors put uh, some argue, arguably too much thought into every single line that they put right. in the movie. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Um, isn't that movie like four hours long? Oh yeah, it's a long three hours, two and a half. It's a it's a How it's, long a, you got it's a tome. Yeah, three fifty eight. Yeah. Oh, four <laughs> hours. No way. And that was in nineteen thirty. Well, that in nineteen thirty nine though they had intermissions. Yeah, yeah, they did. So, You're and, right about that. And they that. should bring intermissions back. I've always said that before. I loved it. Oh, it's Absolutely. great. You get up, take a leak, get more something, get something else to eat. <laughs> get up and take a leak. <laughs> You're but, good to go. Yeah, but then you get a, the concessions, get another taste. Yeah, yeah. no, you're absolutely right. Make there more you money. Go, double your profits. I loved the the intermissions. I always did. Oh, they had an overture. Uh, they had an intermission. They had uh, exit. Music playing. They 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 made it into a play. Yeah, it was it was it was a, a huge production, and maybe and maybe that's what the movies have to do. They have to get get I back think that wouldn't to be a bad idea. get back more of an experience rather than just going in, sitting down, you know, and seeing a bunch of uh, trailers, mm -hmm. and advertisements. Maybe they should just eliminate that and just have uh, some uh, an overture or something. They should make big movies that are like that's your evening. It, like course. going to a play. Yeah. Going to, you don't go to a play. It's like oh hey let's uh, just kick into this play right now it's you know we got an hour no you, that's right you go to a play and then you're going to plan dinner that's before your evening. you might you might have drinks before you might have go to the play have dinner afterwards you might go dance i mean really the whole this whole night it's it'd be it's a night on the town and the play's part of mm -hmm. that night and that's how movies used to be but now they're now it's just like we got nothing to do for 90 minutes let's go see a movie yeah okay, andy won't know this but ralph maybe you will whose commercial at intermission time went Go on out to the lobby. Go well, that was on in out to the everything. lobby. Go Coke. on out to the lobby right. and get some seven up. Seven up. Very good. There was there was a different up, version maybe. of that for everything. Well, you probably there was right buy about yourself that. a coke. I remember buy yourself. Well, a I coke. don't remember, but you know what I mean. Oh, drive-ins. Maybe drive-ins. Maybe drive-ins have to come back. I mean, that's that's the thing. That oh, was a, I love drive -ins. and that was a night out. That was a night out. Mm -hmm. You went there and you watched. There were two movies, there were two features. You went, you were there. If you were a single couple, you didn't watch much movie, but you were there and enjoying the night out. You know, I just told a story uh, last week or maybe it was two weeks ago on the Cakey Morning Show, about three years ago. Catherine and I were on vacation down in Florida, and there was a movie out. Ryan Reynolds played a like a superhero in it. I can't remember the name of the movie. But Ryan Reynolds is a superhero? Yeah, he was really good in it. Was, he, he wasn't Daredevil, was he? Deadpool. 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 There you go. 
Okay, that's exactly what it was. So, Cap, let's go see Deadpool. And since it's, you know, February, let's go to the drive-in, right? We're down well, the floor. Oh, yeah. Wait, when was this? Well, a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. I was going to say, if this was like 30 years ago, then no, it's not that No, 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 no. So it just was a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, okay. So Catherine and I go to the drive-in, and we're in there, all the rest of it. And we're sitting there waiting for the movie to start. And I said, you want me to go get some popcorn? And she said, yeah, I want you to get this, that, or the other thing, and blah, blah. So I go in there. And I realized we are the only white people in the entire drive-in theater. It's all black people, right? But here's the great part of it. A guy comes up to me at concession stand and goes, man, we haven't seen you here in a long time. <laughs> like that, right? Right. I said, oh, yeah, we want to see this movie, and this would be great. People would come by during the movie, tap on the window, hey, I'm going to the concession stand. You guys need anything? They were so happy we were there. Or happy anybody was there. It was just wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the black people who showed up to watch the movie wanted to make sure that we had a really good time. It was phenomenal. Is that not the best thing? Isn't that how life's supposed to work? And that's an express. It's different in Florida. That would never happen in Minnesota. You're 100 percent. And that's a different. That's the express. That's one of the wonderful things about black uh, culture and black culture I or the black more. population yep. is this this idea of family and extended family yes. and extended friends. I had a patient who uh, went to Thanksgiving. He was going to somebody's house for Thanksgiving, and he said, oh, everybody will be there. I won't know half the people because they just open their house. You mm-hmm. open your house for a Thanksgiving meal, whether it's a drink, whether it's a bite to eat, whether it's just coming to visit. It's a lot of cooking. But, uh, yeah, but that's, that's what it was. It is indeed. <clears throat> All right, I got something courtesy of Darren Cotton. Uh, first voice you're going to hear is uh, James Corden. Second voice you're going to hear is Ricky Gervais. Uh, if it'll play. Why won't? Oh. I got it. Here we go. Because uh. if someone puts up a poster in a town square that says, guitar lessons available... That's like going into a town square, seeing a big notice board, and there's a notice, guitar lessons. Oh, like you don't my get people God. In the town go, I don't want to play the guitar! <laughs> and you go, but I don't fucking want guitar lessons. <laughs> well, then that sign wasn't for you. It was for somebody else. You don't have to get mad about all of it. Fine, it's not for you then. Just walk away. Don't worry about it. Just flat out ripped it off. Pretty much word for word. And that was oh on my That God. was on James Corden's show, whatever the hell show he is on. Late I, Late Show, I think. I think he's done now. Didn't, he, didn't they fire him or uh, next year. Well, he's not renewing his contract, so whenever it runs out, he'll be out. He's another one of those guys not funny in the least. I, I Melissa likes him on Whatever, what is it? Karaoke car, whatever the car, hell it is. Yeah, people love that car karaoke or Something whatever else like called. That. Apparently, he's good on that. Oh, is he? But his talk show not oh, talk so much. Terrible. Although all the talk shows now are terrible. I'm oh yeah, sorry. every talk show is horrible. Jimmy Kimmel sucks. Jimmy Fallon sucks. They all they're terrible. They're all bad. But again, you're stacked up against Johnny Carson, so you're never going to win that fight anyway. But such is like, yeah, it's just those shows are not funny anymore. <laughs> Well, they, you're right. They, they've, they, they're just, they're not doing the interviews. They're, these people are comedians, and they're not entertainers, so they're not uh, personalities. They're not personalities. Yeah. Yeah. Carpool they, karaoke. And they can't, Carpool karaoke. they can't do an interview. 
They just don't. No, they're, they're not good interviewers at all. And they don't have. And Hollywood just doesn't like. And Johnny Carson, when when Dean Martin would just show up, he would just show. He'd be across. Or Bob Hope. Bob Hope would be. They were all Hilarious. both. They were both at NBC. So in one studio, they'd be doing the Tonight Show. Bob Hope might be wrapping a, ser- a series. Might be wrapping a special. Might be yep. be there doing this other kind of work. He'd just walk on stage and sit down. Yep. You know, and whoever was there, whoever was a lesser talent was there, was happy to be there with Bob Hope. It would step aside. You're right. It, w- it was You're this. Right. It was more of a community kind of thing, and, and people were always were they were hawking things or they were trying to promote things, but not always, not always. By, by the same token, can you think of a celebrity that could walk onto a show and you'd be like, "Oh my God, I can't believe it! It's that not guy." Not anymore. Yeah. Like, how many living celebrities would you even have that reaction to? I don't even care. It's true. Yeah. I don't know if I can think of a single one. Oh, for some people, Brad Pitt might be that kind of person. Yeah, uh, maybe. You know, the, the the most common people would, but it's it was just was a different philosophy, different uh, culture, different yeah. idea. I mean, they would walk on it. It was this was a spontaneous thing. It was very it, it, it enriched that show, and you were never certain when you were watching the show whether someone was going to show up. Celebrities you were never? also a lot rarer back then. It there was, was yeah. uh, throughout okay. your your childhood. There was probably what thirty of them in total. There you go. Whereas now everyone is a celebrity. Everyone's there's probably five thousand multimillionaires in Los Angeles alone who would qualify as an A-list celebrity. Yeah, true. So it's like you know you see a celebrity, it's really not special because there are so many of them. Right. I just got to notice that we had a. Did you guys see a package delivered here? Uh, not here. Because somebody said there was a package delivered here. I can look. They're going to give it a whirl? Just now? Is this the gold? It says, I see an Amazon <laughs> package was just delivered. No. No, nothing? Unless it's outside. Oh. So maybe it's outside the front door, maybe. The yeah, door's open. Know. Why wouldn't they? Oh, here we go. Oh, you do? You found something? What is it? Okay, here we go. Uh, chocolate-covered cherries, I think? Really? No, no, it's black licorice. Oh, my God. Oh, Who's that? It's for my birthday. Oh, Who sent it? Happy Holy birthday. Holy Christ. That's a, how, look at how much this weighs. Oh, that's hardcore stuff. That's hardcore. Look, who's it from? It doesn't say. It's from Amazon. Okay, I think it... I bet you it's Joe. Well, if it was, I'm sure he'll let us know. Joe, was it you? was you. Yeah, thank you very much, because I'm really glad that you... Oh, you know what? It might not have been Joe. You know who it was. My old buddy in Albuquerque. Oh, Said, yeah. happy early birthday. Oh, yeah, he just said on the chat, it was me, Charlie. Was Charlie? Yep. Charlie, thank you. I do love black licorice. I'm the one guy left in the, in the world that loves black licorice. I've always liked black licorice. Oh, you might yeah, want this is a this is a this is a quality product. It looks like it weighs about fifty pounds. For God's There's sake, there's a lot of it from Finland. Oh, it's from Finland. Oh, really? Is it? It's not um, salamiak or whatever, is it? Salamiak? No, it's sweet gourmet. What's it might okay, be? Okay, it's sweet licorice. Yeah, because in Finland they have this. What the hell is it called? I thought it was something like that. It's salamiak. Salamiak. <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, let's see. What? Sorry, something's gone wrong. Clearly. What, Let's try are they, again. what are they talking about? 
Salmiaki, that's what it is. Salmiaki? Salmiaki. Salmiaki. Um, it is bitter licorice that contains sal ammoniac, which is basically, uh, it's ammonium chloride. Oh, sal ammoniac. And it ammonia. tastes as great as something with ammonia in the name would sound. Really? Sal ammoniac, it's ugh, yeah, but disgusting. Those, peop- those people are making the... But they're, no, they're not the ones that are eating. The, Charlie, uh, we're gonna have a piece of licorice on you, buddy. That, My birthday. You can open it. Happy birthday. Jesus, this is—they they sealed this bad boy up. I'm telling you, you go. that. Got to reseal it though. Oh, it smells plenty good. Just smells just like it should. A little black oh, here, licorice. Here, 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 here. You have you a taste? Oh, I was—I was gonna serve you first, Andy. Oh. Sure. It's a totally different licorice flavor. Let's see what this is. This is maybe. Yeah, no, it's not too sweet. It's not too sweet, no. It's not like a, mm. what do you call it? Holy Christ. There's that black licorice that they sell in, like, movie theaters. It's very, very sweet. No, this is, um. Oh, my God, that's good. Yeah. It is. Well, the more you, the more longer it's in your mouth, the better it tastes. It's like those licorice uh, pastilles or whatever. There's yeah. like barely any sweetness to it, which I think is how licorice should be. That's Most li- people this would is... hate this. Would they really? Absolutely. because I love it. I think it tastes yeah. magnificent. Oh, yeah. That's a good product. It's a gourmet experience. It says right on the bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this, is how, this is how licorice was originally meant to be eaten. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, that's delicious. God, that's really good. I love me some licorice, no doubt about it. Happy birthday to Tommy. Six days early. My birthday's on Monday. And so is Ethan. Yep. Is he going to get some licorice, too? Hmm, maybe I should bring some home, see what he thinks. You got it. He got a little bit of candy yesterday, because it was Halloween. Oh, my God. We did the downtown trick-or-treating thing, which... Oh, yeah. Basically, all the businesses lined up on the main street. Oh, that's nice. You just go around in a circle, and they gave you candy. Andy, are you really glad that you moved to that town? Definitely. That's a great town. Last time in um, Crystal, no one was trick-or-treating, although it was in the middle of COVID, so it's kind of... Nobody trick-or-treats in our neighborhood ever. Three years we've been there now. Yeah, I don't think anyone does it anymore. I think COVID kind of killed that. I didn't see a lot of kids running around, I'll tell you that. We had a few come to our house, but, well, we had eight, I think, but six of them were our neighbors. So they were on their way home, and we were just like, hey, we got candy. And they were like, oh, okay. (laughs) You had to to lure them in. Can you come over to the car? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I love this, by the way. We got got Kristen Bird coming up in about one minute here, but I got to. Did you see who the new new, uh, chief of police is in St. Paul? No. His name is uh, Alex Henry, or excuse me, Axel Henry. His name is Axel Henry. He sounds like a 70s lead guitarist. But you know what's great about it is? He, uh, veteran St. Paul police commander, so his name is Commander Axel. That sounds like a cartoon character, doesn't it? <laughs> that does. Hey, kids, it's Commander Axel here. It sounds like someone from Wacky Races. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it sounds like. Looks like a good, hey, good, good, solid guy. Or, or don't take this, don't take this personal, Tom. Or it could be half of a FM morning team. No, oh, absolutely, uh, yeah, Commander yeah. Axel. Yeah. Well, Com- I'm going to use that name tomorrow morning to the entire KQ Morning Show. Commander Axel here. How you doing? You should try it out. Try it. Try it on. We should have him on for Car Selling Secrets. I'll reach out and see if he wants to be on Car Selling Secrets. That'd be good. You know who the, the guest is not this week, but next week on Car Selling Secrets, Andy? No. Mike Evans. Mike Evans. 
Mike yeah. Evans is coming on for car selling secrets of that. But I see, I want to start reaching out to people yeah. like Commander Axel and have him on the car selling secrets. And he might be a little busy right up front, though, I suppose. Yeah, but I, it's uh, those people should have more of a public voice. They, you know, we should, I agree. We should hear from our leaders of our police department. It it's, would humanize them. Yeah. It really absolutely would humanize them. So that that's a great thing. Uh, they still have not discovered what killed Adam Zimmer, the former uh, son of former Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer. He died at 38 years old, and they have they still have not released what killed him. I mean, he looks very, very healthy. He's a big fella. You know, got uh, some muscle mass to him and all the rest of it. I, I just, man, 38's way too young to be dying. That's all I'm saying. Is there any one thing about guys in their late 30s that that, that takes most of them out? Well, they can, they can have... Uh... Suicide, drugs, or car crashes. Yeah, yeah probably. There, there's one heart condition. Um, it's hyper, hypertrophy of your ventricle that uh, can kill you sudden death. Um, but, you know, there's, it just, no. You, know, you just don't see it at that age except for that that overdose stuff. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... And so I you, don't want to cast aspersions, but, man, you always no. worry. Man, you always worry. Well, you can technically die of any age for any reason. I suppose. You hear, you, there's like five-year-old kids that have heart conditions, but it's very, very rare. Isn't that sad? So, you know, you just uh, think. So he's, But he had a good job. He worked for the Bengals. He's an analyst for them. Yeah. He worked for his dad for the with the Vikings. I well, mean, but I mean, at this, you don't even have to be a drug addict to overdose these days. You know, someone hands you a pill. They say, oh, this is some ecstasy or something, and you take it. Or, nope, it's actually pressed fentanyl. You're dead. Or, or, or you take a toke off a joint. Yep, fentanyl in there. Yeah, fentanyl or car fentanyl. Car fentanyl. And, and oh, boom. God, yeah. oh, so they put that in there. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Whoops, yep. No Narcan around here. So yeah, if you're going to take any street drug, even if it's weed, even if it's, you know, you know a guy who's been giving you edibles for 20 years, keep Narcan around. Yeah. Because oh, if God, there yes. is any fentanyl oh, in yeah. there at all, you will die. And there's nothing you can do about it without Narcan. You're absolutely right. Except for maybe, I don't know, having a respirator on you, but... If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Cast, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, podcasts the paranormal 60 with dave schrader and we are back with stretches picks you know tom uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks yeah and uh, i highly recommend betting of course i always recommend betting yeah absolutely so who's winning this thing the kitties the pack the bears or the purple none of the above those are all the teams in the division i know that well who's your pick I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. So, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SaberHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. 
And when I heard the Schiff story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. Where the hell is Kristen Birch? She's three minutes late. Uh, she's on. We've been talking. Oh, talking I, over her. Was, uh, I thought you were a stiff. We're talking about licorice and fentanyl. No, you you love to blame tardiness on me, and usually I'm just hanging out here. <laughs> I don't like that. we got to get you on on time because the great impact you have on our audience. It's huge. It's huge. Well, I can actually oh, uh, bring something related up for once. I Go watched ahead. a movie, and it was a current movie uh-oh i know it doesn't happen too often we watched the new hocus pocus uh, hocus pocus too we watched that too the other night again i've watched it twice now yeah it's, it was halloween so we watched hocus pocus one on i think friday uh and then we watched the second one yesterday all right what did you think um how because obviously there was a big gap the first movie was in the 90s this one's in 2022 which one yeah, did you like better years. Really? Um, the second one was definitely not nearly as bad as I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I was expecting it to be awful. Just like a bunch of nostalgia grabs and that kind of thing. And, it, I mean, it, it was a lot of nostalgia grabs. Half the movie you wouldn't even understand unless you watched the first movie. But That's true. There's a lot of recall that you. it's better to watch the old movie first and then come on into the second. Yeah. They even had a scene where there was a couple watching the first movie on Halloween in the second movie, which is very confusing what? if you think about really? it. It's like, so wait, they live in a universe where Hocus Pocus 1 exists, but <laughs> you can't think about it too hard. It's just a sight gag. But well, yeah, just, I'm like, this is just a Disney Plus film. We can't go. <clears throat> exactly. There's, yeah, there's no deep lore here. Um, no, I think it was a pretty good movie. I think the first 15, 20 minutes were extremely weak. Um, but once the Sanderson sisters came back, because they're the real stars. Just like the first movie, really. The kids are just kind of there to justify having antagonists. Because otherwise it would just be a bunch of witches going around making jokes, which would be fine with me. But no, yeah. The three women are really good together. You know, yeah, Sanders no, they did a good job. Know who we got in it? Um, who is it? Bette Midler. Bette. Jessica Parker, Kathy and Jimmy, and yeah. Bette, Bette Midler. Midler. Yeah. And Bette Midler, for her age, looks good. She looks well, good. She's had some did nice a aesthetic surgery. amount of makeup. Yeah, but she's had some aesthetic yeah, surgery. She, she looks, looks good. good in person. I, I mean, obviously, she's had a lot of work done, but whomever has done her work has done a good job. <laughs> but so in this second movie, the Sanderson sisters have been in hell, ostensibly, because, you know, they're witches, they worship the devil, that sort of thing. But because of that, they shouldn't have aged, so they had to make them look like they did 30 years ago. Oh, really? So they, there was a lot of makeup and that sort of stuff to try to make them look as possible to they did in the 90s. And I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah, you know, there's not, I there's only so much I you can do. Well. 
What? I didn't hear that. What'd you say? Oh, I said I, th- I thought they did well with the makeup and making it look like there hadn't been too much time that had passed. Yeah, no, it was well. pretty good. Yeah. yeah, and they may have had a facelift in the interim. Oh, I'm sure. So it all works out <laughs> in the end. <laughs> so, good old facelift. Yeah, that's right. You, that, of course, we're trying to trying to try to you know to make a living here. We're trying we're trying to make a living to plug something here. You know, it, well, it, absolutely no. But you know, it's interesting though. Sarah Jessica Parker is someone who does not um, overfill her face, do a lot of uh, Botox or anything. Where I think Bette Miller is someone who has wholly embraced it. Absolutely, so kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. If you look at what Sarah Jessica Parker looks like in and just like that, she mm-hmm. looks like a normal woman. Wasn't Bette Midler also much older? Yes. Like a 1945. Yeah, she's... yeah, Bette Midler is 76. Let's see. Sarah Jessica Parker is 57. So there's almost 20 years between them. So, Sarah I don't think you would know it if you saw them in person. No? And, and I'm not talking about the Sanderson sisters' makeup. Hmm. No. Kristen, I have to ask you a question, and I don't know anything about this at all, except for I really like the dad in this story. Tim Roth's beautiful boy, dead at 25. What is that all about? I love Tim Roth. I'm, I'm, I'm just sad because I really enjoy his work. Do you know anything of what, what happened to his son, 25 years old? Leaving it cancer. Oh, 25? Wow, that is uncommon to die of cancer at 25. Cormac yeah. Roth fought germ cell cancer. What's germ cell cancer? It can mean a lot of things. Germ, oh, okay. oh uh, it, that could be a uh, testicular cancer. Oh. Germ cell. That sounds like that. We well, fought it to for die a year. of testicular cancer at twenty-five. That's even rarer. Yeah, yeah that's but really uncommon. Undiagnosed. I mean, if you wait until yeah. it's really late, yeah. and then it travels the, through the lymph nodes. Yeah. It's... Well, yeah, it can happen, but testicular cancer is. I mean, unless you've got a specific, very aggressive yeah, type, okay. it's usually you'll notice it because, you know, there's a lump there. It's not like it's inside you where you can't see anything until it starts producing symptoms. You'll, you know, there's, there's yeah. a physical presence to it. It's so not it's, like ovarian cancer, which... Exactly. Bad. Ovarian cancer, yeah, it's often fatal because you don't know it's there until you're in stage four. But with testicular, it's, you know, the signs are right there. So it must have been the kind that, you know... Let's see, uh, in November of 21, he was diagnosed with stage 3 germ cell cancer. Mm. And that's really, that's really fast for stage God, 3. 2021? One year for One stage 3 year. cancer. That's Holy an aggressive some cancer. Of them, some of them are bad actors. There's a handful that are Jesus. bad, bad actors. Oh, yeah, it went right to his brain. He says it took half his hearing. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what a tremendous Once it hits your brain, thing. that's often, you know... Yeah, not much room up there for anything no, but your not. brain. So I have to ask you a question, Kristen. Kristen Burt with us, ladies and gentlemen, from Los Angeles, California. Um, <laughs> I just I look at all the headlines of things that are going on, all the rest of it, and blah, blah, blah. Are, are you in a mode yet where you're just laughing at these idiots taking shots at one another? Because everything is so incredibly negative. Are things really negative in L.A. right now? I don't think things are super negative in L.A., but I think things are very negative on social media. I don't go on social media. I'm taking a major step back from social media. Good. Uh, yeah, I look at, at how much I used to post and how much I post now, and I – I, like Instagram, like Facebook is is so dusty. I mean, that's a graveyard over there on my Facebook page. But yeah. then I look at 
like Instagram where I used to post every day and now I'm like, meh, you know, a week can go by and I'm like, oh, I'll throw something up because I need to. But, and then Twitter, yeah, I, I live tweet Dancing with the Stars usually, but other than that, I don't really go too nuts anymore just because I'm like, what are we doing? And there's so much fuss right now about Elon Musk taking over Twitter and people quitting. And yes. I just don't want to get involved in the nonsense. And getting fired. He fired about half. He said he's going to fire about 75% of the, all the uh, people that work there. He's going to charge me $20 a month to have my uh, blue check mark. Oh, so I thought I'm it was only 8 bucks a month. 20 20 <laughs> Why is it $20 a month? Ooh. I don't know, but I'm like... My ego is not that big. I can totally handle my social media account without a blue check. <laughs> yes, exactly. That I don't makes need to give sense. him more money. <laughs> no, the reason I brought up this whole thing with this, I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't remember. I remember shots taking all the rest of it. But the viciousness of the shots now, is it the worst it's ever been, you guys think? Yeah, which is it's always going to degenerate. People hating each other. You have to show how much you hate people more and then. Hatred begets, begets hatred. I mean, just more and more. Doesn't it's, surprise me at all. Here's the quote from today. Because you got a picture of Ron DeSantis standing next to Donald Trump. And the headline says, DeSantis calls Trump a moron who has no business running for president. <laughs> I mean, that's a little harsh, don't you think? Well, geez. That's just a little harsh. That's what I'm saying. That's why politics is professional wrestling. It is professional wrestling. <laughs> it is. He's right about that. You have DeSantis going after Trump, but then you have on our coast, you've got Gavin Newsom going after DeSantis. And it's everyone sort of jockeying <laughs> for national recognition. They and, are. and it's really funny just to watch. I mean, Newsom is like, oh, he took out like a billboard in Florida. <laughs> I'm like, you don't take out a billboard in Florida unless you have intent to run for president at some point. Yeah, because yeah, it's he's irrelevant. He's trying to make himself the backup in case Biden doesn't run. Isn't he the son of a billionaire? He's very well off. I don't know who his dad is, but he's always been the huge very dough. Well off. Does, that, does that bother you as much as it bothers me? I don't like very wealthy people running our government. I don't like that no. at all. Um, yeah, because they're out of touch with what is yes. happening on a level and and you see it because, you know, they're just, you know, they're like, "Okay, we'll raise minimum wage to this," but I'm like, People can't live. Minimum wage has risen so slowly. Yeah. People can no longer live off of that. You can't be like, let's say McDonald's always used to brag that you could work full time, but work mom hours and, you know, be out of out of work in time to get your kids from school. Yeah. Yep. You can't do that anymore. No. You can't support your family, especially if you're a single parent on a fast food salary, unfortunately. And you could back in the day it doesn't that doesn't exist anymore see and that's why i don't like these very very wealthy people becoming president of the united states or after becoming president of the united states then they become very very wealthy because they're so out of touch with the average person uh, i talked about this morning on the kq morning show i really don't like it and again I, I don't watch anywhere near as much news as i used to i just can't stand watching it but the thing that amazes me is all these people that live in these really snazzy neighborhoods out there, like the, the name I use is Whispering Acres, you know, they're making judgment calls on what people in the inner city should do, even though they've never been in the inner city. I, that drives me nuts. They have no idea what the hell they're talking about, who they're talking about, what these people are really all about. I, I just, it 
does upset me that these people have a voice talking about people in the inner city because they have no business talking about them. They don't know no, what they're talking about. And I look at someone like um, AOC, who's controversial on her own because she speaks her mind. Yeah. However, she was someone who was working as a bartender and at least has an understanding of like where people come from because she did not have that you know, generational wealth. But oh, what I thought happened, she did. Though, she didn't. I thought her dad's very wealthy. That's what I was no. told. Who? She was struggling. You no, know, she was not living off of a bartender's salary. Oh, and helping geez. her parents pay. But the, here's the problem, though. You get into Congress, and now everything's paid for. Yeah. People are lobbying you. They're lining your pockets. And you start to lose touch because you get further and further away from what it's like to have to struggle every day to put food on the table. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and pay bills. I mean, so many people are just struggling to have the bare minimum taken care of. And that is extremely scary for so many. Well, you yeah, it's true. And you have the, the 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 carpenter hitting that hammer, hitting that nail every single day. He's making a small living. He's paying these taxes. Yep. He sees those taxes going to nothing. He just goes out into the air. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, and they, they do right. They, the people, the wealthy people, they're paying their taxes, and they're most likely paying their fair share. But they don't know about it. It doesn't, it doesn't affect their lifestyle. It's just no. something that goes out and. You know, they're not writing that check. They're not sitting down and writing that check. Someone else is taking care of them for you. So they are. And, and you're right. The the politicians, once they're there, they just are taken into the fold. Well, you oh, know, yeah. you know, Jim, I know you're from southern Iowa and you had that hardware store. But, you know, when you get here, you know, we need to have a dress a little bit better. And they take it. They get them dressed. And right, they get them. And they right. too, well, you know, your your wife, you know, she'd like to have a couple of things. Why don't you send her down to, you know, Jane's Fashions here in uh, Washington, D.C. You know, she'll, she'll take care of her, take care And they just get wrapped up in this sort of thing. And then they get sort of dirt on them to a certain extent. Oh, you took these sort of things. Well, then you know, maybe you want to vote our way. Yeah. You know, yeah. or they, or they, yeah, Jim, we're going we're gonna to go play golf. You know, there's a few nude women at the golf play. I mean, it's on and on and on, or nude men. God knows what. And they just, they just, there they get fall right into that mess. It's, it happens. You know it does. Yeah, and, and being able to, I don't understand. Like, the lobbying industry is so dirty, and I yeah. do not understand. Oh, and, and, you know, all these bills that they put in Congress, you know, there's stuff that it's supposed to be like, let's say it's a health care bill, but it's stuffed with other things. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with health care. Like, it literally should just be a health care bill, and that's it. Yep. But the insurance industry is allowed to, like, influence all of these people. And why is it, and I see this all the time, Every time a friend of mine gets sick, and if it's something that is, you know, beyond like a short emergency room visit, let's say it's long-term health care that you need, everyone has to start a GoFundMe to pay off their bills. Yeah, because they, they, they have people. That's right. So the insurance company just they just deny, 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 and they have someone there, you know, with you know limited position in the company, and they just have that big old stamp denied, denied. You send it back denied, and they just don't. They they make money on the float. They make money on the little uh, juice they take from the premiums. That's what they're doing. So the less the longer the longer they can hold that money, the more money they make. It, insurance companies are particularly health insurance. I have, don't have a lot of respect for. Them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I certainly understand that the whole situation. I, I just I asked this question before you came on. I asked it earlier in the hour. Uh, Kristen, do you think that people are getting dumber by the day? <laughs> I think um, the focus on education is much different. Yes, um, it is. I think we're losing aspects of our language because we text so often now. Yep. And 
anyone who has a kid in school, I mean, they're not teaching cursive anymore. So nope. like there are certain aspects to our language that are going away and are changing things. And I think even basic grammar goes out the window with this. And a lot of it has to do with technology, but I think a lot of it also has to do with a lot of the public schools having to focus in on testing and passing these tests at the end of the year right. to show that you are a school of you know measure and that you can be a blue ribbon school and everything else. And it doesn't. What is it teaching everyone? I That's what I want to know. Here's an example of how stupid people have gotten. There's a guy who's just arrested for double murder. Okay, just murdered two people. He got caught. You know how he got caught? This is how stupid this person is. Always speeding or something like that. Well, this is even worse. Mm. Killed two people. Oh, uh, did he brag about it on social media? No, he oh. spit on the sidewalk. Oh. Mm. Boy, tough to get your DNA when I got an entire fistful of your spit in a jar. I mean, what a moron. How, do you, how are you that stupid? I don't know. It's just a, you spit on the sidewalk next to two people you killed, you moron. Uh, it's I guess just, he hasn't watched enough Dateline. If he had watched Dateline, he would know. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You That's know, exactly right. You know, uh, young uh, uh, white women who watch true crime, they would never do that. We would never do that. We're not going to clean the crime scene with a bunch of bleach. We know that you're going to take the black light to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, true. That's exactly it. My I husband know. doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> oh, I know. Kristen, what's your take on this whole uh, Paul Pelosi situation? I, uh, I, let me just oh. say this up front, that if I were a billionaire and my wife was the third most powerful person in the country, I wouldn't be at home alone. I mean, we don't want to victim blame. I'm going to call you out on that. <laughs> no, no, I'm not victim blaming. Yeah. I'm just saying if it were me, he can do whatever he wants to do. But if it were me, there's... No way. I think the statement that all of us are surprised that they didn't have higher tech security, I think that would be a, a statement that we could all agree upon for sure. Um, because th it's no surprise that Nancy Pelosi is a target, especially after January 6th. Yeah. 2021. We all know this. Um, I can't believe. I mean, it, it's, you know, it, it's like I feel like I should believe it because we've seen where this country has gone. But at the same time, I can't believe like a man broke into his home with a hammer. It's so extremely violent. And the, the you know, and then Paul Pelosi's in surgery for, you know, at 82. That's yeah. not great either. Their recovery time is extremely challenging. I've got to imagine and going under anesthesia at that age. So, yeah. um, but I hope that this is a wake up call for Nancy just because she's going to need. Well, here's my thought. If Prince Harry is running around with full-time security concerned about his himself right, in the world, right. My, Nancy Pelosi as a political figure should definitely be stepping it up. Well, they, well they, they're provided security. Yeah. That's what doesn't make any sense. Apparently they're, he's not, she is. is. Yeah, our, our, our congressman, one of our uh, congressmen were at a function across from our house. And the and the big black SUV was sitting there. Was mm -hmm. that Dean Phillips? Yeah, I knew it was Dean Phillips. The, the big, you know, and I and I thought to myself, well, these guys get security; they're they're looked after, and and rightly so. You know, I can't. No, absolutely, get some security. But if Nancy's not home, what happens with Paul? And obviously, somebody knows this. I, I right. Can't just, I feel like there's other people that are possibly in on this, or at least tipped him off, like, hey, there's no security. Well, absolutely. that's an interesting point. See, and Andy, you agree with that? Oh yeah. 
See, that's why I'm saying you can't leave yourself unguarded because word will get around that nobody's watching over you. That's not a good thing. Yeah. And, and to have one person around is nothing. nothing. It, it, it's nothing as far as Costco. And you're a billionaire. Yeah. Who cares? That's right. And it's and it's a and it's also this is the this is the 21st century. There's electronic measures to keep track of people coming in your property. Yeah, I mean, going to ring doorbells, a hundred bucks. There, <laughs> yeah, there you to can. start. <laughs> okay, buy 500. Put them everywhere. Yeah. I know. I and just cameras, security cameras. Again, even if you got the most basic system, it's going to be a drop in the bucket in terms of their fortune. Yeah. You know, so, well. I, and you brought up the exact point. This man's 82 years old. And by the way, I, I once again, I don't understand the hatred making a joke. And I can't remember who. I think it was Larry Elder or somebody like that said, well, Paul Pelosi got arrested for drunk driving. Means he's been hammered twice in the last month. And, saying, and Donald Trump Jr. had a really bad. Like, yeah, Donald Trump Jr. needs to shut up. Okay. Well, um, I want to ask Ralph. Do you think he has possibly a drug addiction? Oh, who? Donald Trump Jr. Well, Donald Trump Jr. Who shows up oftentimes looking under the influence, possibly of something, with red eyes and maybe just doesn't seem so coherent well, sometimes when we see him on his rants. Well, you know, that he's he's at a he's in a group of people who are at risk for that. You know, people, of, right. children of people of means, third, fourth generation, mm -hmm. they, you know, they say, well, I'm going to live on a trust fund forever, and they have no reason to be around. That's true. You know, they, they, or no, I shouldn't say that. That's, that. that's not the correct word. They don't have a feeling of raison d'etre they have no, they, they have aren't productive in their own way and they seek other things to try to give them that feeling of productivity because you know when you work you get you get you get a, a piece of change but you also get the the thrill and the endorphin release of being productive mm -hmm. yeah and that's true that's a, that's a real thing and, and everybody turns a blind eye to that a mother doesn't get paid for money my mother doesn't necessarily get paid in money when she cares for children but she's caring for children, and she gets this huge benefit from that, this huge, great feeling of that care. That's why that's an important part of her compensation. And it's valuable. These are all valued things, and people turn a blind eye to it. When you, don't, when you, when you, when you were two and you realized you never had to work a day in your life because you were going to have more money than you could ever spend in right, your life, right. that's, that's not a good thing, and you search for other things, and drugs can be part of it. Um, that's also one of the reasons generational wealth is largely a myth. Because, well, aside from estate tax, which, you know, each time you die, each generation, that's, what, 40% of the wealth just gone right there? Yeah. But then, you know, like you said, the third generation often just blows it all because they don't really have anything to live for. So all they have is hedonism. Well, and hedonism is, hedonism is the kind of thing that uh, has diminishing returns. You need more and more of it in order to feel well, the same. Well, you – but if you – there are some families who – have corporations yeah, that that's they really can the only never way. spend it all. Yep. No, that's true. That is absolutely there. I would also say, too, um, Donald Trump Jr. is old enough that um, he was in that prep school generation where yeah. drugs was very, very prevalent. Yep. I, I went to prep school, too, and I, I saw plenty of that going on. With Again, it's, it's like more so much money, not knowing what to do with your free time. And then on weekends, it was like drugs, alcohol. Because it was accessible. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do this? Why don't we do a two-person uh, shutdown? Why don't we shut down Donald Trump Jr. and Hunter Biden? What do you say? Both of you just <laughs> go away. Isn't that, 
I think it's very interesting because people on one side argue about, you know, Junior all the time and then people on the other side argue about Hunter all the time. Exactly. It's funny because I'm like, you're kind of arguing. I mean, they they each have different issues going on, I think, but you're kind of arguing about the same thing. They they are. (laughs) Your kids are a-holes. I'm sorry. They just are. It's the way it is. There are no fine figures like Andy and Alex. That's all I'm saying. Oh, the Obama girls aren't acting out like this. No, uh, they don't. I think they started, yeah. Oh, they, oh, they did started? Start? I think so. Oh, wonderful. Well, they were so Doing young. what? No, both of them are. One's in, in at USC, and then the other one works for on, um, she works on Atlanta, on Donald Glover's show. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to do? We just solved all the world's problems yet again today. That's all I'm saying. Doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she doesn't give credit to anyone else but herself. I love no, that. Well, here, like Hunter, what we've decided is that Hunter and Junior cancel each other out. Yes. The end. Yeah, the <laughs> end. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Yes. Thank you, my dear. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it. Talk to you tomorrow with the family. 